I was watching a video today, and <clears throat> basically, it was this girl going around the gym asking dudes, like, well, what do you take for pre-workout? Mm-hmm. And there was this guy, I swear to God, I, I don't think he was joking, but he went up to her, and he was like, pain. It's the best one. Oh, I saw that video. You saw that one, right? Yeah, that was a good video. Bro, the guy was sweating his ass off, and then he was just like, pain. He looked like he was about to cry. Straight Straight up. (laughs) Dude, it works. It works. What do you tap into? That works, actually. Cheers, Um, boys. Cheers. um, What's it called? I've had had experience like that once before. Well, I mean, I've never felt super like depressed and stuff at the gym but <clears throat> but like if i'm trying to like hit like a like a big rep yeah i'll just remember something because it comes out regardless mm-hmm. like when you're when you're like pushing like pushing heavy mm-hmm. um you have this like rage inside of you and it starts to tap into like past memories and stuff yeah like when your mom locked you in your room yeah said, <laughs> i took the ps3 controller this. um but yeah, and it works, yeah. honestly. I believe it. I believe it. What do I tap into? I tap into, like, some stupid shit. Mm-hmm. Man, I've heard people say dumb things, too. Like, you know, I picture my whole family getting raped. No, that's that drug. Bro, the uh, freaking Gary V method. What is it? What is that? <laughs> Dude, he literally taught, he has a video. I've seen this video. He's like, in the morning, you get into the shower. And just imagine your whole family slaughtered. I'm like, <laughs> why? <laughs> there has to what? there has to be other methods. Yeah, there has to be, bro. I'm like, why are you thinking so much about this? Just to be productive throughout the day. No, I, I don't remember what. I don't know what it, what it was. I have to find it. It's but. like um, <laughs> it's basically to like to uh, tap into your inner beast. Yeah, or exactly. Whatever. Yeah, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, to be limitless. <laughs> Dude, hustle, hustle culture and hustle porn is just so <laughs> stupid sometimes. Dude, it's so dumb, man. Imagine your I'm whole sorry, family is slaughtered while your daughter's getting raped. Dude, actually, like, it's... The, it's bro. Yeah, bro, that'll bring it out of you for sure. <laughs> no, bro, I'd be depressed about it, but I'll go back to bed. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Whatever happened to just liking what you do and just being productive? <laughs> I'll, I'll have to find it, but... Um, I like how he, he knew exactly what I was talking about, the Gary V method. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if you'll be able to find it, but... No. Yeah, it might take you a minute. Yeah. I think Gino, you know <laughs> Gino the Ghost? No. He's that new uh, podcaster. He's solo. He just brings up, like, all these, like, motivational speakers, and he just okay. calls out their BS. Like, how? How? You know, people... What do you mean? Like, for example, there'll be a guru online where he's talking about, um, in order to be successful, you just need to have 10 rental properties, and you rent them out. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> dude! I was literally, bro, I was literally like, just watching on, one right idiots. now. I was literally just watching one right now, like yeah. on the way here. And the guy was like, "This is all you have to do. <clears throat> you have to meet a hundred people mm-hmm. that have a million dollar net worth. You have a hundred million dollar net. Uh, you have a hundred million dollar um, network. When you meet a hundred people that have a million dollar network mm-hmm. and net worth, and he's like, five years from now, you have a billion dollar network, <laughs> and then ten years from now, you have a ten billion dollar net. Almost like." What are you trying to get at here? Yeah. I'm I'm so confused. And then I don't I don't understand this whole like multiplication method as if like we're just dumb. What's his face does it to uh Steve Harvey? He's mm-hmm. like, here's a secret to make a million dollars. No, was it a million? Something like that. He's like, find one thing 
that makes you ten dollars. Do it ten more times. <laughs> now you have <laughs> now you have a thousand dollars. He's like, do it ten more times. Now you have ten thousand dollars. Do it ten more times. And he just keeps going yeah. until until he reaches a million. He's like, Congratulations. You're a millionaire. <laughs> Unlimited like, high ticket sales. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was like, what is math class? Like, okay. I don't know, man. <laughs> Where are these people's heads, dude? I don't understand. I don't know. They like. I, I feel like at a certain point, you make enough money where you start to get, like, you're not in touch with reality anymore. Yeah. Um, some people do give good advice, but I started thinking about this recently. Like, I'm seeing a bunch of these like millionaires all like giving advice, and a lot of them. One of the biggest advice is like, put your phone down, get to work. I was like, mm, you're making videos though. Like, obviously, you need people to put not put the phone down to watch your videos first yeah, of all. Yeah, of course. Um, but then also, I'm like, I feel like it's a waste of time to, to a certain extent to like keep watching people over and over again because it's this false, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, this false satisfaction that like you're being productive mm. by watching these types of videos of like someone that wrote a book or um, some a sales expert or whatever like I'll, I'll i'll be watching this sales expert um giving these lectures to his team or whatever and at the end of the video i was like yeah hell yeah man like this is dope but then i'm like but i'm still in the same position it's like i didn't make any sales i didn't learn like like this did nothing in my life this this provided nothing yeah no value no value whatsoever so i'm i don't know it's just I try my best. Like, you'll see my feed right now. It's all about that stuff. Yeah. Because it just sucks you in because it's this false satisfaction. Yeah. But it's I, need to, like I need to start it, looping myself out I of think it. it gives off the same energy as, like, talking about your um, your goals without reaching them yet. You know, you talk a lot about it without actually putting in the work. Yeah. It gives off the same kind of uh, energy. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm Right? You got to well, work in private. Well, that's what self-help has <laughs> kind of turned into is um, when you read the books, you get obsessed with reading it and you're actually not practicing it. Yeah. You know, you're like, yeah, man, I know exactly what to do. And you get the but satisfaction of reading it. No, but yeah. the thing is you get the satisfaction of reading the book. Like in your mind, all your, I don't know, favorite billionaires, they all read books. So in your mind, you're like, oh, if I want to be like them, I want to be as you know productive as them or whatever, I'm going to read as many books as they read. So you start reading all these books, but you're still in the same position. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, if you're just going to read books and then not do anything, you're missing the point entirely. Yeah. It's not about reading the books. It's not about watching the videos. It's not about, you know, following your favorite guru. What's his face? Mm -hmm. uh, what's his name? The, the take off your shirt guy. <laughs> not to, oh, oh, that's the sales guy that I was talking about. That's him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> God. No, he shirt. says yeah. he says some real stuff sometimes, like not the taking <laughs> off your shirt. Like his whole method of taking off your shirt is like you need to make yourself healthy before you can make real change in your life. Like you got to take care of yourself. That's his whole like idea behind it. Yeah. He takes it pretty far, but um, but he says some some real stuff sometimes. But again, it's all about getting sucked in because mm -hmm. there's that salt, the, the false satisfaction of watching all these clips. And you're like, wow, that sounds amazing. That sounds really good. Oh, I totally agree with the facts, facts. Yeah. But like fire emoji, fire literally emoji. Literally fire emoji, yeah. <laughs> well, dude, I mean, we live in like a, a knowledge economy now. So 
everyone equates progress to just acquiring more knowledge. Mm -hmm. And I've been through that, like just uh, to read for the sake of reading, yeah. just so that you're so knowledgeable and intellectual. But yeah. after a certain point, you realize it doesn't work. It yeah. doesn't. There's no point in like, I saw this, this video once. Um, I was trying to learn how to like grow a photography business and yeah. all that. <clears throat> and um, you see so many people that, like you can you can equate knowledge to a skill, right? Having a lot of knowledge is like having a really good skill at something. Mm -hmm. So if you have a lot of knowledge, it's like, oh, I'm really good at the guitar. I'm really good at singing. I'm really good at whatever, X, Y, Z. You're really good at one thing. Mm -hmm. Acquiring knowledge, it that's another skill that you might have. Um, but there's like a bunch of singers that are phenomenal, probably way better than Beyonce or Ed Sheeran but they're not as famous, they're not as successful because they didn't, they lacked, you know, the more important aspect. Again, with the photography thing is, I was I was trying to learn about how like, okay, how do you grow your photography business this and that, whatever. And he was talking about, I forgot who it was to be honest, but um, he was talking about how you might be really good at photography, but if you can't actually apply and sell and like um, appeal to people, you're not gonna go anywhere. Mm -hmm. So just having that knowledge does nothing. It does absolutely nothing. You could be the best cinematographer, but just being good is not enough. You need to actually go out and do it. Yeah. And this is not anything new. <clears throat> this is nothing new to anybody. I mm -hmm. find it very interesting because depending on the subject, you're able to just push yourself into it and just do it, right? But when it comes to more complex things where there's like a lot of steps uh, – uh, as a sub-step to step one, like photography, like, okay, you got to market your uh, business, um, work on certain strategies within yourself to become a better salesman and that kind of stuff, which is all business applied. It has nothing to do with photography yet. Right, right. right. Which is like a bunch of subcategories under step one. But there's things like, I don't know how to swim. And then one day your dad fucking pushes you and then you're like slowly drowning a little bit, yeah. you know, whatever. And then, but you're still up there and you're like, okay, I kind of get this, whatever. Mm -hmm. Maybe the second time. So you're, you, during that first time, you, you got instilled with fear, and mm -hmm. then you kind of got to experience it. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, fast forward years later, you're swimming. You're, you're yeah. fine. But how did you learn? I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. you know? I mean, other people go to classes or whatever, but there's multiple ways. I find it very difficult for us to push ourselves to like into step one mm -hmm. when it comes to um, applying what you read. You get what I mean? I get what you mean. I, it, it goes back to the the whole getting sucked into these gurus and these whoever it is that makes videos that are billionaires and they're trying to give advice and everything. You you start to see their life, and if your life isn't the same while doing their advice, mm -hmm. it's like, oh, I wake up at four a.m. and I go to sleep at eight p.m. and I do this during my day, whatever, all that stuff. And I'm like, oh that's a billionaire that does that. I'm going to do the same. So I start doing the same for a month and I, I'm not a billionaire anymore. You're going to be like, oh, I'm like, there's no, there's no results. So it's not about just seeing the person and then taking their advice. Um, that's kind of where people decide to like distance themselves. Mm -hmm. That's step one. They're seeing step 10 and they're like, if I'm not like that, Therefore, their advice doesn't. Yeah, work. so their step ten is your step one because you don't see exactly. And, that. But that, but you shouldn't work that way. Yeah, 
seeing their step 10 as your step one is, I think, a very, very yeah. unmotivating thing to, 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 to think about. Also, also comparison. <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's comparing apples to oranges. I mean, even though we're human beings, like we are two different people. You yeah. have a billionaire and some kid who's working a nine to five trying to hu- make a side hustle. Yeah, like, like the older we get, I feel like we realize that um, like – like finding like is, is much harder than you think it is, you know, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to like your true resonance as a person. Yeah. Everyone's kind of unique, right? Mm-hmm. So um, like I've disagreed with Ibs on a lot of things. He's disagreed with me. I've disagreed with you. You've disagreed with someone like it's just it happens. But there's a true resonance to our like mindedness mm-hmm. that kind of brings us here, you know? Yeah. And I feel like if you're going to, like all these gurus, which I think we should boycott them, by the way. <laughs> we should just stop watching their stuff because it's not going anywhere. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's it. Um, there's, not, there's not a one way. There's not one highway. And, every, you know, everyone's kind of wired the same mm-hmm. to do. Um, what do you think is the deeper part of that? Like, is it passion or is it like what, what, what would your step one be? since it is behind the scenes of these gurus, what do you feel like it would be, you know? Do you consider yourself, like some people wake up and go like, I am a loser, I'm gonna change this. Yeah. You know? Um, there's like the, the Goggins method, mm-hmm. where he's like, I am a piece of shit. Yeah. I don't know how to learn. Like that, he doesn't I, I don't know how to read. affirmations or anything I don't, like Nothing, that. <laughs> yeah, you know? There's no affirmations like, yeah. you're a queen today, yeah. you're gonna slay the day, and yeah. today's gonna be a great, no, 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 there's none of that. It's just, you're it's a piece hard. of shit, I'm gonna beat yeah. the shit out of you today. That's it, that's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, that works for some people. Yeah, it's yeah, one way know. to do it. I don't know, but what, what do you think to you? I what, think what step it? one, and this is advice I get from my dad, and <clears throat> it stems back to, I mean, religiously and um, people that are, you know, non-religious. Yeah. Um, It's from within your bubble. Yeah. So it it starts with your purpose. So like why do what you do? So like you think all these religious people, if you're so religious, go be a scholar. Like why are you not being a scholar? Why are you being a real estate agent? Why are you an engineer? Why are you a photographer, videographer, whatever, all that stuff? Um, As long as your purpose is sound in the beginning – you can do whatever you want as long as it aligns with your purpose and your morals and everything like that. Like you have some kind of moral compass that guides you to your purpose. Mm. And what's really important about having a purpose versus setting goals is that goals are achieved. Purposes aren't. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> purposes is something that you constantly strive towards until you die. Mm-hmm. Um, a goal can be like, I want to be a millionaire. You can achieve that million, but like then what? Like, okay, I, I, I became a millionaire, but now that you've achieved that goal, your life becomes meaningless after that because your goal is it's done now. Um, having a purpose, I think, is much more important about instead of like setting these goals and all that stuff, your goals can align with your purpose. But I think going back to that step one, understand why you do what you do and then what you do will will come after that. Mm. So if if like like me, like religiously is um, to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and all that. Everything has to align within that. And anything that goes against it, uh, I don't do. So as long as I'm within these confines in my life, I know that I'm satisfied. Whether I made millions, billions, got that nice car, got that nice house, whatever, all that stuff, having that purpose 
as long as I know I'm fulfilling my purpose, I'm satisfied. Now, some people are, you know, less fortunate than others. Um, but you see like the happiest person that's like super, super poor and begging on the streets. And then you see the really depressed person that's the billionaire. Like what's the difference between the two is not like there's that whole like money doesn't buy happiness. And I'm like, okay, I don't believe in that. That's not, mm. that's not the, the true source of like, oh, you know, that, what, what, what is that study? Like $70,000, $80,000 a year is after, like any, if you make anything more than that, then it's just luxury. Yeah. Diminishing returns. Diminishing returns. Exactly. Um, if you have a purpose in your life, it doesn't matter how much you make. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter all that. As long as it aligns with your purpose, then you're satisfied in your life. Mm. So having that purpose in the beginning, I think should be step one for anybody. And personally, I don't think it should be materialistic. Your mm. purpose should not be, um, I don't know. I want to get a new car, mansion, <clears throat> something like that. Or like, let's say some, some like celebrities or whatever. My purpose is to be the most well-known person in the world. That's my purpose. So I'm going to do everything I can to be the most well-known person in the world. Mm. You can achieve that. You can at some point become the most well-known person in the world, but then someone can beat that, and then now you're not the most well-known person in the world. Does that go against your purpose now? Like, okay, now you're at the top of your career, and maybe you are the most well-known person in the world, but then, like, your career starts to fall down or someone else in your industry starts to beat you in your industry, but, like, you can't keep up because you're older now. Like, It doesn't even assume that you can be a good person, too. Like, you it doesn't might be assume. a bad person. Exactly, and same goes to... I want to be rich. That's my purpose in my in in life. Morals go out the window. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter how I make the billions. It doesn't matter how I make anything. As long as I'm achieving my purpose of becoming a billionaire, then that's how I'm satisfied. And I'll take every step possible to achieve that, no matter how moral or ethical it is. That's why I anchoring yourself in the beginning of having a purpose in life, everything else kind of just sets itself up. It's also so much more satisfying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. so much like, <clears throat> like having an out, outer, outer world purpose, not something in this world. Having situations not be within your hands. Understanding that it's, it's not up to me. Like, yeah, you do what you can and you work as hard as you can to achieve these goals in life. But you know your bigger purpose is being fulfilled. You know the situations that get put in your life are not within your hands. You're, you're dealt different cards. Everyone's dealt different cards. And like as long as you know that your purpose is being fulfilled, I don't um, – whatever happens next is yeah, it seems like not um, as significant, you know. You prioritize um, – uh, Letting go, so no control. You recognize that you have no control, and then you look, you seek for, you seek guidance a lot. Because I seek guidance, but like the thing is, control. letting go, letting go. It's I'm. I don't want to like <clears throat> claim that this is what I do. Mm -hmm. I think it's human nature to be. It's very difficult to let go of things, of situations, certain situations. Like yeah. you're tested in different ways, um, but I try my best to keep it in the back of my mind that like okay, whatever situation is thrown at me, however stressed I am, however I feel like, oh, my life is going the wrong way, 
I tried my best to bring back that like, okay, I'm not in control of this kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not the best at it, but um, I try to, I, to I, think that yeah, way. I used to do this when I was like in my early 20s, like yeah. 21. And I always, I used to joke about it a lot. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, if something stressful happened, I would literally laugh and go, I don't give up. Yeah. Like, and it worked. Yeah. Because when you don't, like, when you don't emphasize the care for it, like, whatever, it happened, I can't go backwards. Yeah. Right? I'm like, I can't rewind the tape and be right. like, all right, right. I'm going to go back and pick. Like, that's it. It's done. Right? Right. It's, what are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. Okay. And if I'm going to do about something about it, it requires action. What good is action if I am emotional about it? Yeah. Just, just start fixing. Like, yeah. what do you, you know, like there's a, I saw a video of um, an oil drill. <clears throat> they were drilling into earth basically to pull oil mm-hmm. out on an oil rig. And, you know, they go down for miles, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes the drill bit falls. Mm-hmm. And guess how hard it is to pull out? Probably very difficult. Very difficult. So I saw this video <laughs> yeah. of these two guys pulling out the drill bit. They're like, all right, we just finished drilling. They pull it out and it just goes, whoop. Yeah. <laughs> and I swear to God, the guy goes to the corner and goes, <laughs> I'm done. Right? You know what they do immediately? They start fixing it. Yeah. Even if it took a day get and a half, work. yeah, get to work. Like this is whatever. It's like, we can't even blame people. Mm-hmm. It happened. Yeah. Done. Let's just get <laughs> it. And that was the perfect thing of like, you have zero control. Yeah. You know, no matter how much you've practiced this, sometimes things fall out of place yeah. or whatever. Just fix it. Especially for men, there's a quality of like nonchalance, if that's a word. But like if you're being nonchalant about certain problems that come up in your life, I think that would serve you in a better manner than trying to hold on tightly to whatever it is, like expecting a different outcome. And so I I think it's kind of like, you know how people who drive fast Mm -hmm. in the left lane on the freeway? I mean, it depends on the person. But from my experience, if I drive faster on the left side of the freeway, then my chances of getting into an accident because I am a good driver are like dramatically low. Mm-hmm. But if you're on, for a lot of people, if you're on the right side, the slow lane, for some reason, a lot of the accidents happen there. So it's almost like this counterintuitive type of yeah, yeah. approach to life. I, I've seen that happen a lot. The safest drivers get into the most car accidents. Yeah, because, because like they're, they're, they're so neurotic and like... Yeah. They, they overthink it. No reflexes. Yeah. You know? Whereas if you're going fast, you're building up that reflex. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> Not advocating going fast. Yeah, yeah. Not, <laughs> just, uh, that's not what we're trying to do here. Yeah, just stick I to hope. the California 80, all right? <laughs> yeah. Follow the law. Um, you mentioned purpose. Yeah. Purpose. So you, you started out with the idea that everyone should have this purpose. I believe um, so. I assume either attached to religious belief, spirituality, whatever, maybe. whatever, yeah, whatever yeah, it whatever is. Maybe. But as long as it's not centered in the materialistic realm, right? That's what I believe, yeah. Dude, lack of control, S- Some man. people, Some people need. call it the universe. Some people call it... No. Mother Nature, some people, whatever it is to you. I don't know. So the question is for a lot of people, because they're just completely lost, how do you go about even cultivating that purpose? Like, I mean, I, I don't know if I'm like the best person to answer this because I was fortunate enough to, to be born into that purpose. Like I didn't have to go looking for it, you know? Um, obviously, like everyone at one point or another, like they, they find themselves in this, like, like, am I doing the right thing? Like, is what I believe, is that actually the truth? And you go through this, like, personal growth within your own belief. Um, But 
like alhamdulillah i i never like veered off to like i don't believe in this anymore but i was fortunate enough to like you know be born into it um and i had amazing parents that really really instilled that in me and obviously like i i was i'd get really annoyed <laughs> about it growing up um every time like i try to get my you know advice from my dad and like what i should do this and that he'd always bring it back to like oh like you know the purpose has to be you know islamic and this and that and i would get annoyed cuz he's like i'm like baba like why do you tie islam into everything like everything i talk about i was talking about how like i wanted to make movies right and he's like okay how does this help islam and i was like why does it have to why can't i just make movies for fun yeah he's like no like every movie has a message like what are the messages that you're going to convey so i would get annoyed all the time about about when my dad tried to insert his beliefs into like my goals and like what i want to do and stuff but like i get it cuz if you don't have that belief or that purpose what you do starts to veer off is you start to engage in things that like and we see it all the time um like we like for i mean i'm talking from personal experience because i'm in like the muslim world i know muslim celebrities or you know people that came up muslim and then maybe um veered off a little bit veered off like they're still muslim but like you can tell they're doing things that are non-islamic i'm not going to like start judging and you know whatever's going on in your life is going on in your life and i'm not going to um like attack you for that cuz like i've done things that i think are wrong too like but i my life is just not public your life is public um but seeing certain people go through this celebrity status and then doing things that are normal in Hollywood or normal you know to do as a celebrity but it clearly goes against your morals that's someone that had veered off their purpose and that's why i think it's super important that you have a purpose and you have a moral compass that helps you navigate through things like that yeah <clears throat> like i'd like to believe kiana reeves has a, some sort of a purpose yeah Yeah, the way he acts, man, like his character. Mhm. Even the way tell. he's like as a citizen. <sighs> yeah. That's he's just a chill dude. That's all I did. <laughs> he's trying to chill, man. He's just chill, man. You know what I relate the whole purpose <laughs> thing to that you just mentioned? It's kind of like if you have somebody who sucks at bowling, you put yeah. the guardrails up. Yeah. So that you don't go into the gutter. Yeah. So it's kind of like that. What did you bring that up? Is it because we went bowling recently? No, no, I just remember back in the day it just popped in my head that I, okay. I used to use the guardrails a little bit. Mhm. And I mean it just made sense to me. No, that's a that's a great analogy. And eventually actually. over time you get better at it Where and you then you can them. remove them exactly. so that you have kind of this direction. Because it, it becomes natural. At a certain point it becomes natural. Like like for me like I grew up I don't drink alcohol, right? I grew up knowing alcohol is bad and this and that, whatever. But uh, or uh what's a better example? Oh, we'll stick with alcohol. Yeah. Um alcohol got really popular in middle school. right going to public middle schools and um you know everyone's drinking alcohol everyone's you know doing their thing um i needed those those rails mm -hmm. in the beginning right um cuz and those rails being my parents i would consider they're the ones that really pushed for like hey be careful who your friends are don't get mixed up with this crowd don't whatever all that kind of stuff and i think that's those rails are your early your early years and your parents being those rails um after whatever high school college all that kind of stuff like you start to grow up and like now 
I don't need my parents telling me, hey, don't do drugs or hey, don't drink alcohol or hey, don't do this, don't do that because it's just so instilled in me that I I don't need the, the rails anymore. I'm like, someone comes and offers me alcohol. Mm -hmm. It's not even going to be a thought like, oh, like, should I take it? Should I not? Should I? It's not, it's like an immediate, no, thank you. I'm good. It's immediate. Yeah. Um, but I think that's why having having that purpose in your life just always going back to that <laughs> yeah it's for a lot of these things it's just about making it automatic mm -hmm. and having that value system to then live your life through which is very tough because a lot of people like with the whole value system discussion i mean how many people have a list of let's say like 10 values that they know that they really appreciate and follow mm -hmm. i don't think i think it's few and far between because they don't have like there's, so, you know what, um, it goes back to like believing in God and not believing in God, right? Um, having objective morality. Like if you were to say something is right and I think that that's wrong, who's correct? Who, who like how do we judge who's correct? Um, killing someone. Okay, we all agree is bad. It's, this is wrong. We cannot do this. We just innately believe that that's wrong. But then the next person comes and be like, no, 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 killing's good. How do you tell them that, no, killing is, is wrong? Like, how do, you, how do you prove that to them? And then maybe they'll come up with like other, you know, uh, rebuttals to your, to your arguments and this and that. And like, now you're having a discussion about something that you genuinely believed was wrong with someone that's, that believes the complete opposite. And you're thinking like, this guy's crazy. <laughs> How do you judge who's right and who's wrong? When it comes to having religious beliefs or believing in something, um, having that moral compass allows you to answer those questions. So I don't need um, to think twice, is this right or is, is this wrong? Like there are some things that are that are innately in us and in Islam we call it fitrah. So this is something that's like you're born with and you believe it's wrong just from you from like from internally like for instance murder murder growing up if you were to tell a three-year-old hey is murder right or wrong they'll be like oh it's wrong mm -hmm. like it they don't need to be taught that um but then as you grow older you start to you know develop your own mind you start to have your own opinions this and that this is where um going back to your beliefs comes in so for me, like believing in God, I'm like, okay, is this, is this right or is this wrong? If I was just to go back to, okay, well, what does God say about it? Because he's the only source of objective morality. He's the only source of like, if he says something is right or something is wrong, then that's the truth. Mm. I don't need to like debate whether it's right or whether it's wrong. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what your question was, but. <laughs> I honestly forgot my question too. <laughs> there is some common ground. I mean, if you really ask the general public, um, at least from the people we know. You mm -hmm. know? I mean, I know non-Muslims too, yeah. but there is common ground when it comes to who's right and who's wrong. And it's usually, or, or what's right and what's wrong. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of common, similar, like where does where does that come from? I don't think it just comes from religion. There's an innate thing in There is, like I mentioned, the beginning of the fitrah. Yeah. That's, well, with, that's wisdom of the crowd. But see, fitrah is one of the hardest things to explain to someone, right. especially in the West. Mm -hmm. 
you know, like we, we know the definition of it and that's because we mostly know Arabic, mm-hmm. right? Um, not sure where I wanted to go with that, but <laughs> basically, yeah, it's just, there a, are, there's, a there's a lot of thought. similarities. There yeah. are similarities, obviously, even like across religions, right? Yeah. Across religions, Christians have the, what is it? Seven, uh, prohibited acts or something. I don't know what it is. It's very similar to Islam. Like, okay, oh yeah, we, we Seven have deadly sins. whatever. I don't know what the number is. Uh, there's, yeah. there's a certain, I don't know too much about Christianity for me to like gotcha. <laughs> talk about, talk on it, but, um, but we have uh, sins that we, uh, they're called kabair, which yeah. are like major, major sins. Um, I, I don't personally know the number, <laughs> mm-hmm. but they're very similar. Like one cannot, you know, commit adultery, you can't murder, you can't, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But that, a lot of it is is innate. Mm-hmm. Um, what's, what's not on the other hand is, for instance, interest. Yeah. Can I indulge in interest or can I not? Living in America, if you were never to pick up a Quran before ever in your life and or follow any kind of religion that talks about interest, you would grow up thinking interest is normal. Internally, you know it's wrong. Interest, you know it's like, I, like how am I going to give you a dollar? Sorry, how are you? Am I going to get a dollar from you, but I have to give you a dollar 20 back? Why? Yeah. Why can't I just give you a dollar back? Yes, these days it's a three dollars back. Whatever it is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you get the point. Yeah. So internally, you feel like it's 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 wrong, but growing up with the system, it starts to dissolve. It's like, oh, I need to buy a house. What's the interest rate on that? Oh, I need to buy a car. What's the interest rate? Oh, it's like interest becomes so normal, so 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 normal, that it's not wrong anymore. But what this is where like I would be like, okay, let me go back to what what does God say about it? Okay, God said it's wrong. Okay, then I know that it's wrong. I don't need to like debate someone on the like this yeah. is this is <clears throat> but it doesn't align with my purpose. There mm-hmm. are explanations which help us. There there are, of course. There's so um we don't follow things blindly, right? Mm-hmm. We can't just be like um we take something for its word and then like we don't ask questions. No, Islam invites asking questions. Ask questions about why not do things, but do it after like in Islam, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, don't drink alcohol, don't drink alcohol. And then you can start coming up with the studies of like why alcohol is bad for you, whatever, all that stuff. Same with like, don't eat pork. Mm-hmm. It's not about like, oh, why can't I eat pork? What about this? What about that? Like I'm starting to ask a bunch of questions. Then it's like, there's no respect to to, to your morals anymore. There's no respect to your uh, your compass, essentially. So... It's more, at least the way I live, is that there we're told A, B, and C, do this, do this, do this, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. That's exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. Then afterwards, okay, let me look into it. Like, what are the benefits of this? What are the benefits of leaving this? What are the benefits of doing this? What am I foregoing for missing something? So, no, ask questions. Definitely, like, be curious about why things are the way they are. Like, there's... Because things are coming out as modern studies yeah. develop. We start to learn more about, oh, pork is actually bad for you. Like, who would have thought? You know? Um, but I never asked questions about the pork thing, and I've never eaten pork in my life. And then now I'm seeing studies that pork is bad for me. I'm like, oh, well, thank God I never ate pork. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean. Truly. 
I didn't have to ask questions about that. Yeah, you, know? yeah. you see that a lot. You know, people quit drinking too. Mm-hmm. Just, just people. Like it's not. Bro, even so much. I see it all the time. Yeah, they're like, oh, I don't. I've been. I've been. Five and they years applaud sober. you. And, and like, they applaud you for it. Like, That's damn. what's crazy. It's yeah. like, oh, I've been sober or whatever. Like I've been uh, five years no alcohol. Wow, good job, man. Good. You never see anybody that says I'm. I've been five years no alcohol. I'm like, damn. You know what the hell? What's crazy? <laughs> loser. I, I've never heard anyone speak like well after a night of drinking. Yeah. They always go, I regret it the day after. But you know, it's it's just for the time being to have fun yeah. and to just be in the moment. Live life. Blah, 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 yeah. yeah well, I mean, alcohol is unique because we can see the destructiveness that it can cause. One hundred percent. In front of your eyes, like over the course of a night, you see somebody yeah. who goes from completely sober to completely drunk. Yeah. That's. I mean, it's right there in front of you. Yeah. Idiot. Yeah. That's yeah, how. It, that's how it looks. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. You're just missing the diapers, man. Uh, dude. Um. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's. It's interesting. I always find it interesting how everyone decides to live and like where their true, genuine part of them following without asking questions comes mm-hmm. from. You know, I know there's like going to be a lot of people that disagree. Obviously. Yeah. Okay. Right. That's fine. But uh, for you, I feel like you're one of the very few people that I know that has a large family. Oh, yeah. yeah. You have a very large family, and you are one of the few that actually prioritizes that, which is great. That's a good thing, mm-hmm. you know? A lot of the times I see people around me where I've had talks with them about— because, I, I mean, I would do the same thing, you know what I mean? But they would abandon, especially the parents, mm-hmm. you know, after a certain age, just be like, eh, I haven't talked to them in a year, you know, whatever. Yeah. How? That's insane to me. Yeah. And I applaud you for that because it's just like, I see that all the time. It would be like, where's Ibs? And he's like, oh, he's with family. He has this. He has. Yeah. yeah. So it's revolving around family more than like us, which is secondary. And it's no offense to that because it's mm-hmm. just like, that's what life is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You get busy. Yeah. Um, it's, it's pretty cool. I mean, like, this guy sees more weddings than anyone. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You by far have the highest <laughs> wedding count I've ever seen. <laughs> Every week is at a wedding, bro. <laughs> Not, uh, Nah, our boy Kashif seen hundreds of weddings. But I mean, like in for hundreds. His, yeah, <laughs> we gotta get him I mean, on then. Well, because yeah. his uh, his side of things is because he like like he works. It's like saying like a wedding planner has seen hundreds of weddings because they mm. work with weddings. Mm. So his he had a sector that works with weddings. So like that's probably why they see hundreds of weddings. In my case, it's just attending weddings. <laughs> it's just our family just started getting married one after the next. Just, um, but. No, I think it's important to prioritize family. Yeah, it's a great blessing. 100%. It's a it's, great blessing. I'm telling you, man. Because, like, I don't have any family here mm-hmm. besides my immediate family. Yeah. So it gets kind of boring sometimes. You know, sometimes yeah. you just got to either, like, travel abroad and take some time off and right. do things with your uh, cousins, grandparents, mm-hmm. uncles, aunts, whatever, right? And not being able to do that enough does something to you. Yeah. No. You know, you feel like uh, I'm kind of, like... Having a placeholder here mm-hmm. with uh, certain people, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, oh, Ibs's family. Like, well, he's literally a cousin, but to him, I'm probably just a friend. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't know where that is. But it's like, <laughs> it was like yeah. that's all I got. You know? I mean, I've known you technically longer than I know some of my family. So, damn, did you hear yeah. that, people? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, but no, I think it's it's important to prioritize family, and I know the thing is like I don't want it to come off as like. There are people that don't have a family and it's not their choice. Mm-hmm. Like it's not 
like they might have had a toxic household. They might have had their, you know, uh, single uh, parent household or um, maybe the, the mom or the dad that was raising the kid had a difficult time with like his re- the rest of his family. So like the parent is the one that distanced himself from his family. So the child never got to me. <laughs> so it's not, sometimes it's not their choice about that, you know? Um, but I was very, very fortunate enough to, to where, again, it all co- comes back to like my own family and like how they prioritize that. Like we want to make sure that he knows who his family is and mm-hmm. like extended uncles, aunts, cousins, all that stuff. And having a small immediate family myself, um, I mean, it's the typical, like, I think American <laughs> family, just two kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's not normal back home, right? That's no, not at all. 11 kids, 12 kids, Multiply 15 by kids. 100. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. what's normal there. Yeah. Um, so to me, it feels like, yeah, sure, I only have one sister, but I have all these other cousins that I also feel are like siblings. Siblings, yeah. Because my immediate family is not as big as like my mom's was. Um, but it's, I feel it's important that you you keep a close relationship with your family because they're the only ones that will love you unconditionally. Mm-hmm. As people move on. As people, exactly. Like you will have your friend, like I'm sure you've had many friends growing up. They were in your life for a period of time and then you just separate. There's no, there's nothing yeah. bad that happened. It just, just feels like forever. Like two right? years like, later, you're like, yeah. oh, damn, I haven't talked to this guy in two years. Like, uh, it just, you just separate. Life just moves on. But I feel like family was the only thing that never moves on. You don't move on from family. Yeah. Like, it's, oh, a wedding happened. Oh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go see it. Whether I, I, I haven't seen you guys in two years or three years or whatever it is. And then I see you again. It's like I saw you yesterday. Like mm-hmm. We've been together for Close every size. single day. Yeah. You guys run errands for each other. Like, it's, it's I'll do anything. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's sick, dude. That's something I miss, honestly. Mm-hmm. You know, just picking up grandma from her house mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, dropping off a cousin here or going to work to pick someone up because their car died or whatever. <laughs> stuff like that where it's just like everyone's a sibling and then, you know, vice versa. Yeah. If I need something, they're right there. You know? Right. Crazy times. I don't know. I, I feel like it, it gets to a point where, like, I think I'm old enough now where I don't need, like, new friends. Like, I'm good. I'm done. I mean, I can network with people for, like, business reasons for whatever maybe but like as far as someone that i don't need anything from i have my crew that's it it's like i don't need anything from you you don't need anything from me we're just we're just close like like that's it like once i think you get to that point that's when i think it's you become more like family than Mm -hmm. your friends from high school or middle school or whatever like eventually you you start to like veer off each other because you have separate lives or whatever but then once you start to like like quote unquote settle down you have a job now or you started a business or now you have your solid schedule and maybe some you got married some you guys have kids coming whatever all that stuff like you've already settled in whoever you have around you at that point that's your family we don't have time for yes no time no No more time like i don't need and the thing is like you guys know each other so well that you might not see me for like a couple weeks and you're not going to be like damn what the hell like fake yeah like (laughs) (laughs) whereas like if i was like what a few years ago, I might have been friends with someone that like I didn't see for like a month, and then he'd be like, "Dude, what the hell, man? You don't yeah, call, you don't text, you don't yeah. do anything." So there's a lot of conditions mm. with with those friendships. But like once you settle down, I think you you kind of have your crew, and then they pretty much become like family. 
Well, do that quality is special. Like to, to let's say you don't see your your close friend for a year and a half. Yeah. When you hang out with them, it's like like you said, it's like you you saw them yesterday. Yeah, I you, think that's a key yeah. indicator. You pick as, right up. Exactly, as to whether you have, like, a really strong relationship yeah. or not. Yeah, and obviously social media helps a lot with that. Um, you're, like, you don't see each other, you don't hang out, but, like, you're still in touch. Yeah. Like, I still know what's going on with you guys' lives. Yeah, Like, yeah. I don't see you for, like, two months, but, like, I see the chat, I know what's going yeah. on. Well, that's because we have a group. Honestly, yeah. that's all thanks to the group. Because sometimes they'll FaceTime the whole group, and then they're yeah. like, oh, my God, Ibs picked up. Yeah. Oh my. <laughs> you know, like, and then say, like, hey, guys. <laughs> like, that's cool, yeah. you know? No, we're we're very lucky. Yeah. We are very... That's like, a rarity, man. W- our group of friends is very rare, and I'm noticing it more and more and more because usually a group of friends gets smaller as you get older. And who knows? Like, yeah, I mean, you know, we have, inshallah, like a long life ahead of us. But, exactly. like, who knows how small our group will get? But, like, it's only getting bigger. Yeah, it just right keeps now. getting bigger, bro. It's kind <laughs> of annoying how we need to start having bigger, applications, bro. <laughs> yeah. Would we hit up the queue on a Thursday night? Dude? Yeah, freaking twenty-five dudes. <laughs> like, damn, we're like we're taking up all these seats. People like like freaking just dogging us. Like, yeah, we we're like, yeah, we're just having a good time. We're all sick of working this week. So yeah. You know? So like, no, we're very very fortunate. Like, I I actually remember a time. I can't remember how old I was, but. I was genuinely, like, lonely. I was like, I don't have friends. I have people that I know. I have, you know, childhood friends maybe that I, I've i known for so long. But, like, no one hits me up anymore. No one talks to me. No one, like, I'm not a part of a crew. Like, everybody that I know has a crew. I'm not a part of any, like, crew or anything like that. And And it sucked. It really sucked to just not be a part of, of like, a group of guys, you know? Um, but as, you know, you get older, you kind of just, some people, it just, they never find it because mm-hmm. they don't go looking for it and they just think to them, maybe it's it's better for them. Like, I'm just going to go solo. I'm just going to do things on my own. Maybe they move away, whatever it may be. But for us, like, we were very fortunate enough to where it started off as maybe like two or three of us and then like, this person introduced us to his friend and then all of a sudden his friend is a part of the group. And then this person introduced and then it just grew to like, I don't know, 10 people now. Mm-hmm. No. And we have 10 people that like, people are like, oh, who are your best friends? I'm like, I can't pick. I yeah. have too many. Like, Yeah, there's no there's no one best friend. It's like a, a bittersweet because you have so many people that you know love you and like you, they'll do anything for you. And I can just like, oh, I need to go to the airport. I need to ride to the airport. I can scroll and like pick like close my eyes and pick and like yeah. this person will pick up and they'll take me to the airport. Yeah. That's very rare to have. That's true. Um, but then also the the offside about it is it's just socially exhausting. Mm-hmm. It's so exhausting just knowing that many people and being close to that many people. The downside behind that is like I don't want to be a bad friend. I don't want to be like the type of person that doesn't check up on you, doesn't, you know, yeah. doesn't see you often, all that kind of stuff. But then when you have like 10, 15, 20 guys, I'm going to have to check. It's a full-time job. <laughs> check up on 20, like, week. bro. It's, like a... <laughs> it's too much. And I feel bad sometimes. Like, no. I, I learned about one of our friends. I'm not going to, like, mention their names or anything. But, like, we were talking about him the other day. And I was like, damn, like, I didn't know he was going through this. And then, like, I checked. I'm like, I haven't talked to him in, like, a week or two weeks. I'm like, I should have at least hit him up to, like, check up on him and see how he's doing and all that stuff. And I'm like, 
but like this whole week I've talked to like five other guys and yeah. I'm like, how do I fit another person? It's the good old, you're, you're busy yourself, man. Like mm-hmm. we're all busy, but again, that's what, that's what comes with like, like Alhamdulillah, we have a very big group Yeah, and we'll all do anything for each other. Yeah. But that's it why just, it gets tiring sometimes. I think it's, there's a lot of benefits to like slowing down and, um, practicing gratitude, meditation, that kind of stuff. Why? Because it, it literally stops your busyness. Like, it stops you to just be mindful and be present for a second. Yeah. And then that's when these things come up. You'd be like, oh, I didn't, oh, I didn't hit up this guy. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. Oh, someone, so-and-so's father died. Let me, you yeah. know, like, whatever. You start catching up. We understand you're busy, right? Yeah. And even if you didn't, like, we still understand. Right. You know, and if you do, that's how you know they're a true friend. But if they don't, just cut them off, man. <laughs> yeah. Straight up. I've had a difficult time cutting off people. I don't think I've ever cut someone off. I don't think I've ever done that. Just ghost. I block a number. Yeah, that's man. that's usually that's uh, tough. Bro. That's the go to. That's tough. I'm yeah. too nice. I'll just be like, hey man, I feel like I'm starting to outgrow you. And they'll be like, Really? <laughs> but do do you actually <laughs> text they'll be them like, that? Really? And yeah. they're just, <laughs> just like no, but, I'm, but yeah, I'm not gonna say that. I just I don't know. I, I obviously like I distance myself yeah. from certain people, but um yeah. <laughs> no, nah, he's here. He's here. Don't worry. Oh, yeah. We're chilling. <laughs> and you're, dude, one, you're one of the good ones. Yeah, all right, cool, cool. Yeah. <laughs> It's also this crazy thing where it's, um, you know, the mindset is so important in terms of like having close relationships, yeah. friends, friendships more specifically. Mm-hmm. Because like if I, honestly, if I don't jive with someone's mindset in general, that's, it, it puts me off. Yeah. Um, but in, in going back to that hustle porn, hustle culture, like this idea that you cut off everyone who doesn't have the same mindset as you, mm-hmm. like, oh, you want to be a billionaire? My friends don't want to be billionaires? Nah, screw them. Yeah. Like that—that that doesn't make any sense to me intuitively. Yeah, but toxic. there is a fine line to that because if if somebody <laughs> is toxic, mm-hmm. in the sense that they really don't want to fucking do anything with their life, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. It's just tough to navigate. Toxic, it's because it's because you're gonna <laughs> don't get sucked respond into to it. You're gonna get sucked <laughs> into it. That's that's like the reality of it. You you don't want to be the best in your group. Yeah. From my opinion, like you don't want to be like like obviously you want to try to be the best in something yeah. on your group. But like, you don't want to be the richest person in your group. Because if you're the richest person, you have nothing to look <laughs> up to. You don't want to be the, whatever, most religious in your group. Because if you're the most religious, yeah. then you have no nothing to look up to. Like you have a cap now. Like you are the cap. So that's, I think, what they mean by like, surround yourself with like, billionaires or whatever yeah, yeah. it is. Because as soon as you are the richest person in your friend group, you don't have anything to look forward to because in your mind you're just you're with people that you know they're not as rich or whatever so like you have no push to get richer same thing with like religiosity if you're amongst a lot of people that are not as religious as you and i don't like to use like the religious word but like you like you notice it and you want to be around people that can push you to be better yeah constantly circle so it's it obviously all goes down to the people that you're around yeah and going back to what you're saying the mindset i think is what ties most people together well being able to talk we also have this thing where we um we probably don't notice it some of the times but uh it's the societal push or the standard which is like we get caught up in the culture of it you know and what tends to happen is most of what you just mentioned is kind of like the revolves around the meme with uh, when your girl finds out that you're not the, the leader of the group. 
Uh, you know, you're not the Red Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Red Ranger. So people think that, that that's how they have to operate now. No. Know? Which is insane. No, we, we have so different, like, everybody in our group, I would say, is different. Like, we're all very different in our own ways. And I think that's that's good because it, it you know, brings new conversation, whatever, all that stuff. Different mindsets, kind of, in a way. But if we're, we all have, like, a mutual understanding of how we speak to each other, we, we're all similar in that regard. We're all similar in, like, like, we might not even like to do the same things always, like, Bassett always hits us up. Who's going to go camping? And I'm like, dude, again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't feel like it. Yeah sometimes. yeah. sometimes like you don't feel, or like maybe I want to do something and then you guys aren't interested in doing it. But like, we'll still do it at the end of the day. Like whether I like to do it or not, I'll still do it because you bring something new to the table. Like I would have never gone camping. I mean, I still haven't, to be honest. I need, I need to go camping. Sorry, Bassett. I'll go <laughs> camping with you Yeah. eventually. You have to come. Yeah, I'm down. I'm actually down to go. Yeah, yeah. But it it would never occur to me myself. It would never occur to me like if I don't have someone that's into that stuff, I'll never go camping. Yeah. But like having someone that's different in that well, regard pushes you to do that. We're all men, so we all we want want to take the lead sometimes, which causes a lot of arguments. You know, it's kind of like yeah, I don't want to do that. Why do we have to do this? You're just like, I get it. You know, a lot of people do have to like stand by and chill and just like respect the call and just be like, all right, cool. Everyone yeah. wants to do this. Screw it. You know, yeah, whatever. it's cool. Yeah. I don't know. Comes with it. It's. I think it's. Uh, it's a nice little. If you just care about the environment more, yeah. you know, and being with loved ones, technically, mm-hmm. it's all that matters. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll find your way. Right. Yeah. And uh, we always make it a fun time too. Yeah. So yeah, I would have a good time. We have a um, little outro. I don't know if you ever heard it, but it's pretty cool. I don't. I didn't hear it. Oh damn! I don't want to hear it. So we're gonna no, have to. I want to hear it. No, no, no. Oh, no, he's out. <laughs> we're gonna have to plug you. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna have you plug in your Instagram here so everybody can follow you. My Instagram. Yeah. It's, sure. All right, guys, go uh, ahead and follow Ibrahim <laughs> at I A Y Hafiz. What is it? Nine seven. Nine seven. That's, That's the year he was born. Bro. All right, Get guys. Up that IG. We will catch you next time. If you haven't already, please follow us on YouTube at the 2AM Podcast. We're also available on Twitter at 2AM Pod. Visit 2AMPodcast.com and hit any of these affiliate links to save money on any of the accessories. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We will see you next time. Peace.